0: you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about. This episode of the Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Picture Book Summit. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? I know I do. Learn how to find your voice at Picture Book Summit, a world-class online conference for picture book authors and illustrators. You can join Picture Book Summit on Saturday, October 3rd, 2020 for keynotes from their award-winning, best-selling lineup, including author-illustrator Sophie Blackall, author Lisa Klein Ransom, and author-illustrator Peter H. Reynolds. Register by August 12th and get $100 off the regular price at picturebooksummit.com slash winner. That's picturebooksummit.com slash winner.
1: i hear you i mean it's it's not easy to stay bright right now and 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 how great to know you know what is best for you that that is powerful that is really powerful
0: nobody in life should move or graduate from picture books that is the opinion of my guest today and it's an opinion i share strongly too This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 614. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today I'm talking to Juana Medina, author-illustrator of the Juana and Lucas series, which are among my favorite chapter books ever. Juana, as it turns out, is also one of my favorite people. We first connected two or three years ago at the Baltimore Book Fest, and since then we've been trying to plan a time to chat, but we've also had the privilege of watching one another's kids grow up in the process. Juana writes a lot of herself into her Juana and Lucas series, and she talks in this recording about how the sense of otherness often gets pushed into our lives. We also connect over the realization that we can all identify struggling and learning something new please welcome my guest juana medina author illustrator of juana and lucas big problemas
1: hello everyone my name is juana medina my pronouns are she hers and i am the author and illustrator of a number of children's books uh, one of them being chapter book juana and lucas uh, series uh, Through Candlewick Press, um, and uh, a number of other books, which I have had the luck to um, illustrate for other authors as well.
0: I'm Juana. very happy
1: to be here with you, Matthew.
0: Juana, I'm so glad you're here. But do you mean the Pora Belpré Award winning Juana and Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> that so, same one, yes. That one! <laughs> so Good. Wanna. You
1: got me blushing from the start. <laughs> I yeah.
0: love it. Let's keep it going. Um, <laughs> we we have so much to talk about. How do I want to enter into this conversation? I can start with how you and I first met at Baltimore Book Festival, and I believe that was around the time, whether it was on social media or live at Baltimore Book Festival that I told you, oh my word, I know your books. I know One Big Salad and ABC Pasta in Sweet Shapes and we read them and love them. And I could talk to you from the library perspective about how Juana and Lucas, not only are books that my students love and as well as a fair number of teachers love, but also we hold up your books as examples when we talk about book awards because so many children know and love Juana and Lucas. That when we do our Mock Coretta Scott King Award, and we talk about other awards and why they're given. We talk about the Pura Belpre and about your book. And so they have this personal connection to the story and what this story is. And then what this award is and who it is named for and why this was the right book to choose. It's such a beautiful thing. I feel like you're so much a part of my teacher and reader in library life and you don't even know it and I don't know why it's all pouring out now but it is (laughs) and now you know and I'm so glad you're here.
1: (laughs) Oh Matthew that is so generous of you thank you so much. Yes uh, you know hearing that I had one the Pura pre just felt like such an enormous responsibility all of a sudden because being aware of her work uh, and being a huge admirer of what she had done for the Latino community, it meant a lot to me. Uh, of course, it's thrilling. Um, you know, I, hard to even put into words what it meant to be uh, honored with this award. Um, but it also came with a with a very big responsibility. Um, so yeah, it's it's wonderful to hear. You know that actual children in libraries get to enjoy the books that we, in such a solitary way, produce at home or in our little studios,
0: yes, but as you produce them, I know we talk about this responsibility, but I mm-hmm. know from knowing your work the great responsibility you take to honor your readers and to write something beautiful and true and and quite frankly in the in the case of of Juana herself in these stories, very very sweet and sincere and genuine (laughs) there's so many there's so many turns of phrase in these books that I just adore her for I I wonder how much of her is you and how much of her is fiction um I I don't know but maybe we can start just by you introducing for folks who have not read Juana and Lucas before why don't you tell us a little bit about this story
1: Sure, happy to. Uh, so Juana and Lucas is a chapter book series of what I would call semi-autobiographical books. Uh, and that semi-aspect is, is very important. Uh, the stories are indeed based on things that happened to me when I was a child growing up in Colombia. And, um, and so there's a little bit of Spanish peppered throughout the books. Uh, they are very visual uh, and the typography plays a huge role in terms of not just being, uh, you know, the way to read the book, but also uh, a, an image. Um, and I wanted all these aspects to take place in trying to create these stories and um, give the readers a sense of what the world was to me as a child. So more than being factual to me, the the feelings were very important. Going back to the fragrancy of flowers, thinking of the wet asphalt on the streets, uh, thinking of, um, you know, how my mom's eyes would turn the greenest green when she would be mad at me. <laughs> uh, you know, things that I think in childhood we we are, we find very important and prevalent and they stay with us. And they're so, so strong in our memories that 40 years later we're coming back to them to, to turn them into books. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, that to me was a lot more important than making sure that I got the exact, uh, dates right. Or all the factual aspects about Juana correctly. Um, but, in essence, yes, the character is, is very much um, based on, on, on myself.
0: That's the, um, that's the yeah. feeling for how, um, how would I say it, for how real this character feels. I felt <laughs> like, I don't care what's happening to Juana. I feel like the <laughs> child is the author.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so wonderful to hear. She's just so,
0: I mean, you're... This is not to say um, that the layout in these books also isn't special because it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think often in chapter books we have, well, this becomes different because you are the artist as well. So mm-hmm. the art can help tell the story as opposed to being, I was going to say often in chapter books, we have art that sort of serves as, as a spot illustration to help um, provide meaning for what the words are trying to say.
1: Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm.
0: i hope i'm i'm saying that the right way it's just sort of an assist for comprehension of the text i think is a pattern we often note or i often notice in um chapter books but in this story or in this uh these chapter books broken into i don't know like 10 11 12 chapters um you've got a lot of variance in um some pages being text heavy another pages just sitting resting on the art or the character mm-hmm. but but always this playfulness with the text um uh, as you said about peppering in spanish into uh the the sentences but also every once in a while changing the font to be a bit bigger or a different color or cascade across the page uh so as not only to cause us to read it differently but but as you said it 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 sort of also plays to the whimsy of the emotion that the character is going through.
1: Correct. And I I think to me, it was very important to show, uh, especially the youngest readers who are just, you know, moving, moving, perhaps beyond picture books, even though I think nobody in life should move or graduate from picture books, I think we should all keep on reading picture books. (laughs) But they start, you know, being engaged by books that are a little more rich in text. And I think it was important for me to show them that it wasn't intimidating, that they could still figure it out, that they could still read it, and that it wouldn't feel completely text heavy. But instead just something that was very much flowing together. And in regards to what you were saying about the illustrations, I had from very early on something rather clear and it was that I didn't want the illustration to the illustrations within the book to to be mere crutches, uh, or, you know, very simple vignettes or descriptions that would, you know, sort of punctuate, but instead they would enrich the story in a way that uh, wouldn't require for me to add a lot of prose, and instead could give the reader more clues into um, into the character's life. Yeah,
0: that's that punctuate and not act as a crutch. I really like the way you you phrase that. I love too that you're you've got sort of uh, popping up throughout, or rather, as as a new individual comes into the story. Maybe that's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. You've got these character profiles um, that pop up. <laughs> but I love, again, in playing with text, you always, always introduce different individuals the same way, which is we have like a, an italicized title for the person and then a punctuated <laughs> statement <laughs> directly from the voice of Juana and then a, and here's why. <laughs> so, like, Tia Chris is my favorite aunt of all ants. And here's why. (laughs) And then this, this, this portrait of the character or most often of the character with Juana Mm -hmm. and these um, little captions as a, as a character profile does these little captions coming off of, of that person, those moments. I, I love that they are just blended straight into the story as if that's just the next thing we read. They don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is they don't come across as as optional. Like, hey, in case you want to know who this is, you can read this or skip it, as might be the case (laughs) if you were to have, I don't know, colored the page a background, different color Mm. or something. Mm. Mm -hmm. Rather, instead, you're you're sort of pulling the reader aside and saying, let's let's give Juana a chance to tell you about why this person is special to her. I like Mm -hmm.
1: that thank you yeah it's wonderful to hear that i think it strangely in a way comes from the least expected place and the place i can trace it back in a way is um to teaching industrial design <laughs> And <No>. <laughs> how <laughs> well in a in a way while i was teaching industrial design i it it one of the parts of My job um, was to help industrial designers who were producing incredible products to tell the story behind the products. When you say industrial design, sorry mm -hmm. to jump in, but just to clarify,
0: when you say industrial design, do you mean like designing products that I buy at a store?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's salt and pepper shaker, you know, or, uh, you know, a handle or a wrench or all the things that are around us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so in this case, I was, you know, working with brilliant students, but uh, many of them uh, perhaps didn't have entirely the confidence that they should have in presenting the wonderful things that they had created. And so my job in a way was to help them figure out how to tell the story behind this product, how they came to it and how to present it in a way that was, uh, you know, Appealing and, and quick to understand without requiring a lot of, you know, verbose descriptions around it. And so you just put little keys showing how things work, right? And, um, and very much in the same way that Juana and Lucas does it. Uh, and I think it was a, a quick way to give insight into why these characters or certain situations were so important to Juana as a character without occupying three chapters to do so um and in a way i think juana the character and perhaps myself are equally uh, it's so meta right but it is so so opinionated and i didn't want to make it heavy-handed and instead just kind of have some lightness uh, throughout and, and 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 so it, it just gave a, a chance of having a, a a nice balance where it was one page instead of writing an essay of you know declaring my love for how amazing my aunt was right yeah. so it, it just helped me keep keep going and uh introduce different characters and um let the reader understand why they were so important to me
0: Hey there, book nerds. You know what's even better than hearing bookmakers share stories of how their ideas became the stories you love? Having those stories in your home, your classroom, your library, or your life to be enjoyed over and over. Bookshop.org allows you to purchase your favorite books from the show and support local bookstores while doing it. I even maintain lists of all the books shared each season, so it's easy to find what you're looking for. Visit matthewcwinner.com and click on shop, or use the link in the show notes to find your next favorite story. I think it also gives the reader a chance to to, to hear how Juana sees the people in her life. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that in a, in a flattering way because often too in the in the books themselves Juana is dealing with with a problem that she doesn't quite know how to deal with so to be able to come Mm -hmm. up for air and be like but i have this person in my life and here's why they're special to me i think balances out um her personality or rounds out her personality in a beautiful Mm -hmm. way i love how she talks about her city or how she talks about um Her best friend. I love the way you talk about Julie. Um, (laughs) This one of my favorite phrases. I read it to to, um, my wife was that you wrote. Let me turn to the page. Oh, this is a cute one. Um, In all of the ways you describe her, Julie is a very good friend. Very good. Here's what you need to know. Um, One of them says, sometimes all we have to do is look at each other and we'll start laughing. Sometimes we laugh until our bellies hurt. Julie has a contagious laugh. That's such a sweet thing to say to someone. The other one I loved was she has two brothers, one older and one younger. She's in a brother sandwich. (laughs) They all live in an apartment with their parents and two dogs. She's in a brother sandwich, Juana. (laughs) She is. is. You're, You're not wrong. I've just never heard it called it before. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And there are things that Juana says in this book that, that are so wonderful. And so, uh, just indicative of the way that she is putting together her world. Mm. And I just really find that beautiful, especially in this. We, we need to talk about both books. And then mm-hmm. you need to tell me that you've got like eight more planned. But. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. But in, in the first book, um, well, uh, among other things going on, Wana um, has the opportunity to go on vacation to meet her favorite superhero in Florida to meet um, Astro Man, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, to go to Florida, she's going to have to become better at learning English because in school her grades are not great and she knows in part it's because of the English as she calls it. And I love that (laughs) a strong part of this book is Juana going to other people in her life trying to get them to say you're right, it's pointless to learn this other language (laughs) (laughs) and she just can't get them to say it. And there's even these moments where it feels like she's really trying to lead the other person to giving (laughs) the quote-unquote right answer and they just won't Um, until presented with a situation where um, not only do we hear all these great reasons why learning another language is, is, is great and helpful and whatever, but she finds a personal connection that really, really works for her. But I love, um, if I can read another part to you, I had this page marked sure. forever. I love, um, when, um, yeah, it's become the worst of all first days of school possible. When she learns, she has to learn this, uh, learn English. She, she, um, the text reads when I get home from school, mommy asks me about my day. I quickly tell her it was horrible. No, I tell her it was actually worse than horrible. My lunchbox broke. My yogurt exploded. We lost our football game. It was hot. Everyone was stinky. My collar itched. And worst of all, Mr. Tompkins said we have to learn the English. Truly, a day doesn't get worse than that. (laughs) <laughs> and then on your on your next page, on literally the the page that we share the spread with, we have the character profile of mommy just smiling and holding plants, <laughs> just like
1: here is why mommy is the best. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that life? Right? It is, and the a- juxtaposition is. is so yeah. true to life. I think that's why
0: yeah.
1: why it reads so 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 pure, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for saying that. To me, it was very important to make sure that even though the character grew up in Bogota and Colombia, having another language uh, different from, you know, the English that we speak in, in America, you know, it, 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 that she still had the same feelings, the same vulnerabilities, the same fears that any child around the world and to show that disappointment is universal, that fear is universal, that joy is universal, um, was a way to connect and to try to defy a little bit that sense of otherness that has been pushed over and over into our daily life. Um, So I think a little humor goes a long way in in terms of that sometimes. And um, I wanted to make sure that the character sounded like I remember myself thinking that was my logic as a kid and I got incredibly lucky to work with a phenomenal team at Candlewick who helped me sort of untangle (laughs) the history that we enrich throughout experiences and to try to make sure that I could tell a cohesive story and we had incredible back and forwards where um on and on we would try to figure out which was you know the best way to make sure that this story made sense that it was funny because let's be honest we all have memories that we think are hilarious and the moment we share them with someone else they lose all their strength right oh, and yes. and 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 that is it's it's just so hard. It's soul crushing. Um, So I wanted to make sure that it had that pace and rhythm that showed you that it was still vital and that it was an experience that was happening right now. Um, And that could happen to any child anywhere. Um, In this case, uh, very much centered in Bogota, Colombia.
0: To have this child uh, sharing aloud, because she narrates the story, Sharing aloud mm-hmm. her experience, your experience, if you will, of mm-hmm. of learning English and having these these just these touch points almost in each chapter that that th is really hard to pronounce or why do they call um, this word this instead of that? It's mm. so much easier just to say this Spanish word. I thought that is such a beautiful way to. Hold up a mirror for 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 those children learning English, but also hold up a, a window for those of us who grew up learning English and, and maybe don't understand what it is like for someone to come to our. I've every year I've taught I've had um, students coming um, into our classrooms of all different ages that are not native English speakers, mm-hmm. and so they are learning at whatever age age. Five, ten, whatever age, they are learning English for the first time. And to have this experience shared with us that, you know, it's not just you're in a new place. You have to learn all these new things. It's that learning a new language sometimes doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. the way you have learned something makes sense. And why does it have to be this other way? I, I just felt I, I clearly, I can't quite put it into words what it meant to read to read Juana sharing chapter after chapter that not that not that it was um oh English is so hard to learn I'm just not gonna do it but that she just kept poking holes in like but why does it have to be <laughs> like this I thought mm-hmm. that, isn't that the greatest way to approach the struggle of learning anything is that you're like anything. why? what's the point of this
1: um, Absolutely. Just, yeah,
0: it was very, very effectively done. Very, very beautifully done. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, also, it was fun. And oh god, I was just gonna say also that you call it.
0: Yeah. Um, In the end, she brings it back. I don't know if there will be enough espacio between my pigtails for French and Chinese <laughs> and Italian. The idea of I don't know if I have space between my pigtails for this is yeah. what a wonderful <laughs> phrase to be like to, to say like I don't know if I'm gonna have room. <laughs> if space to learn that anyway go ahead
1: yeah yeah no and I, to me it was very important to I mean there's something about saying I'm having trouble learning this language written in that language right so mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm having trouble learning English while the book is written in English so there, there had to be ways to show why it was hard and what was hard about it um and 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 those are are the moments that you're highlighting you know in terms of the th and and figuring out why read and read are written the same Mm -hmm. and so on and um i didn't want to make it dense but in a way it had to be a, a, a constant struggle and i think we've all felt it at the time when we struggle learning something new and that has been important um When talking to students and and realizing how they can all identify themselves struggling and having a hard time learning something, it doesn't matter if it was tying their shoes, learning to read, learning a new language, trigonometry, whatever it is, we have all struggled. And I think that that is a a unifier in a way, and it helped them see some of their classmates, I hope, in a different light, Uh, you know, where you were talking about those who have come to America and are learning English and, and how it, it might be a new challenge and how some might not be aware of what it, what tremendous challenge it is. Um, so I would hope even in the slightest way, if it sparkled some empathy, mm-hmm. my work is done.
0: And I mean, you, you've left space for it to be universal for it to be, why can the, can all of these people seem to draw so well, and mm-hmm. I can't. What is the thing that I'm missing? Mm-hmm. What is the whatever? What the the because she brings it back to football. Why can't it just be like football? It's so easy. Football's so easy, um, right? Yeah. It's just it, it, it's 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 that child logic that is profound. You're right. <laughs> why do why do any of us have some things that come so easy? And yeah. other things that just don't. Why why? Why can't I just be a person for which everything comes easy? <laughs> well, right, why can't right? the struggle always look the same so I can mm-hmm. understand? It just isn't mm-hmm. that way. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. And then you've got <laughs> then you've got book two. Oh my goodness, we're like running out of time. We haven't talked about book two. Big oh problemas. Goodness. Go ahead. Yeah. Where, where we have um where we have a new person coming into this story because as you as you toss out in book one um dad is not around Wana's dad you just very slightly say that he he died in a fire which Mm -hmm. which is which is i feel like you gave us what a child would give us i don't have a dad he he was gone because of this in book two we have First, we have the, the starting off of of, of <laughs> not being able to recognize mommy. Why is she getting uh, <laughs> dressed up and her hair done and makeup? And why don't I don't get it? What's the point? Um, mm-hmm. But you also have a child. Just I I would say it, again, it's not child versus new man or new relationship or whatever. It's just sort of child trying to to navigate the world. I love midway in the book. Wanna you give her this? This this um, I don't know, pondering about her dad where she says um, I don't like it when it's Father's Day and they ask us to make crafts for fathers at school but not everything can be the way I want it to be I just wish teachers knew that for me, it would be okay to not make cards to quote, the best papa ever I usually just change the letters a little and write my card to the best pero ever Lucas certainly appreciates that It makes me sad not to have Mm. known my dad. I wish I could hold his hand. I wish he were here to help me fix things when they break. I wish he were here when I'm sad because my team lost another football game. Or, Or to celebrate birthdays or to take Lucas for long walks with me. I often wonder what he smelled like and if he liked to laugh. And if his voice was soft, like Abwe's, or loud, like Mr. Tompkins, I'm sure he would have liked to be with me, and sometimes knowing that is good enough. Juana, my heart broke reading that. (laughs) But in, again, in the beautiful way of knowing Juana from the first book and knowing how she thinks of all the people in her life. And here she gave us this... Hmm. She gave us this portrait of her dad, and he's absent on the page. What's on the page is her smiling on this swing and her thinking about all these wishes that she holds in her heart that are special. Um, I'm sure he would have liked to be with me, and sometimes knowing that is good enough. Mm. You know, it's just beautiful. You Thank you. Matthew. Sometimes knowing that's not good enough, and there's mm-hmm. space on the page for that too.
1: Right, right. And and that that space was was deliberate. Um, my father died in a fire uh, when I was seven or eight months old. Um. So I uh, all I have are recounts of who my father was. Um, all. You know, enriched by nostalgia and uh, and uh, and his memory, and um, I don't know, you know, all those things—what he sounded like, what he smelled like, what it would be to hold his hand—and and those were um, things I never questioned as a child, even though I was craving them. If that were to make any sense, mm-hmm. I didn't have the language or understanding. Or even the notion that I had license to miss him, um, and I I didn't realize that until many years later, uh, through a lot of therapy and conversations that were difficult and um, and took a lot of courage. And I think uh, it is important to give children the possibility of um, figuring out uh, language to express, um, especially in situations where they feel like there's something there, but they don't quite know how to deal with it. Uh, I won't claim to be a therapist of any sort. I don't have any type of licensing to go into this, Um, but I hope that the book in a way opens a, a space for conversation for families that need that space in a way. Um, the way this book came to be was rather simple and moving. Um, I was, um, uh, visiting a school in Central Falls, Rhode Island, and it was a very festive day. It was very exciting. And, um, I actually had a third grader as, uh, my guide and he was dressed up <laughs> as Juana and he had a little Lucas, uh, you know, stuff. Animal and it was just adorable. He was so excited. This was, I think, like late May, so they had been in school in this, you know, for a long time, and and, and he was so excited uh, about being my guide that he got lost. And he couldn't even find his classroom. We had to walk back to the cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, That's it so was, sweet. Oh amazing. my goodness, it was ador- it was adorable. Um, but uh, you know, within this very festive environment, I saw this eight year old there were second and third graders and 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 fourth graders even and 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 i noticed this uh very solemn looking um boy uh and he came towards me and in a somber tone he said to me i I, i'm very sorry for your loss and I, i just something um Something broke inside me um, for two reasons. One, nobody in my life had said to me, I'm sorry for your loss. I had grown up without a father, and that was it. So nobody had ever even questioned it. Uh, So that is a very personal remark. And it was clear to me through his statement that he had gone through a very significant loss. I don't care if this loss was his goldfish, his hamster, his grandmother, or anybody else. It was someone who was very significant for this child. And right at that moment, it was clear to me that the second book had to address losing my father and having this new person in my life and um, the complexity that came with it without making it a book that would, you know terrify anybody or send them you know into terrible despair um but that hopefully would um open the possibility of of new conversations within many different families uh interestingly uh the first school visit i did um once this book was released um I started reading the book and the, on the first page, it, it says, I, I, I will not say the exact words, but it basically says, my name is Juana and, and I live in Bogotá, Colombia, with my two most favorite people, mommy and my dog, Lucas. And immediately a child raised his hand and he said, well, uh, where's your dad? What about your dad? And I said, you know, all families are different. And in my case, I grew up with my mom because my dad had died and um And we talked about it. Of course, everybody in the room had to comment on it. There were gasps. There were all sorts of, you know, (laughs) comments about it, questions and what about this and what about that and all sorts of things. And then after a few moments of quiet, this girl all the way in the back raised her hand and she said, that happened to my family. And to me, that was it. That was all I needed to hear to know that this book was worth it, to know that somebody could find themselves in the pages of my book. Yes.
0: I'm so glad that you Well, first, I'm so glad those children were able to meet you and express those those feelings to you and see you in that way as I know that you you see them as well. And mm. um and I'm I'm glad for knowing the work and the thought and the care that you and and your team did to bring these books, just the way they are, because they they never turn from Juana. They never turn from her. Never once. Mm-hmm. When there's a, a a a new man that uh, will become part of the family, when there are cousins' houses that we're staying at, or or our grandmother's sister or whomever, um, they never turn away from her. And um, I think that being able to, to allow a child to know that, that they won't be left, that, mm. that their story and all parts of them matter in that way that we don't need to leave a child and come back to them later. Um, the way that you show Juana and and quite frankly, the way that that Lucas is just a quiet presence in her life. Mm-hmm. I love the line you give about Lucas. And I think it's the first book about how like he knows he knows to eat the hardest homework the fastest <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, we don't we don't get. The books are not about. One day Lucas ran off without his leash, and I had to search the whole place to find him. The books are not about that, mm-hmm. but yet his name and his picture get to be on the cover of the book because he's just there, and um, all of all of the ways, Wana, that your that your heart and your life and your your experiences, um, and your voice have have molded these books to what they are. Um, I'm I'm sure you've had a chance to hear it, but I just want to say it too, that you've created something really special, something really different and something that is really important. And that does see children in a way that a lot of other books don't. And so I'm so glad that the child at the back of the room had a chance to tell you that they saw themselves in this book too, because, because this feels like a book that will speak all the way to the back of the room to that child that maybe doesn't realize that they're being seen too.
1: Oh, Matthew, thank you for such beautiful words. They really mean the world to me.
0: Thank I, you. I, I, I'm i grateful to have the opportunity, the privilege, Anna, to, to to get to speak to you and get to share those words. And I hope that all of the words shared to you from readers of all ages I hope that they do stick, I'm sure they do. But as you're as you're crafting new stories, and perhaps as you're crafting um new stories of Juana and Lucas to bring to us, I hope that 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 those words continue to to stay on, on your mind or, or just even on your sweater and on your pens <laughs> and pencils and paper and paints.
1: Oh, um, uh, let's yeah. hope so. Thank you. You know, it's 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 particularly timely as, uh, as I'm right now uh, coloring Juan and Lucas 3. So coloring that is perfect. I'll hold on to these words to make sure Wonderful. that they show up on every page for the third book.
0: Well, as you hold on to those words, why don't we close our time together by asking you for some words for those readers that we can share with them immediately. So we'll mm-hmm. end this way, Juana. I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, I think right now we all have to remember kindness, not just to others, but to ourselves. As we go through this very difficult time, um, we have to remember to have fun. We have to remember to work hard at improving ourselves, at our trying better, at including others at our tables, at having harder conversations. That is hard work in every possible way, at understanding how everybody has a story to tell and how those stories have value. And to realize that their stories of all the children that you will meet tomorrow morning, matter, and they matter greatly. Um, So to sum it up, work hard, be kind, and have fun.
0: The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and don't reflect the ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Become a patron, and you can directly impact and help to sustain the podcast. Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means, helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed.